we have with us today the amazing Corey Mitchell, the founder of the Theater Gap Initiative, among yes. many, 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 many other things. <laughs> As I was reading through some of your information, you've won quite a few awards. And That's all right. Oh, you did pretty good. Let's just go through some of those oh, awards, Mr. And Modest. Humble. I know. <laughs> I mean, we got to talk about the Tony Award you just won. What? The yes. first ever, let me get this name right, Excellence in Theater Education Award. Congratulations. That yes. is huge. That's awesome. Yay. That is awesome. We feel quite honored that you would grace us with your presence as little drama mamas. <laughs> Thank you so much. In addition, top 50 finalists for the 2017 Global Teacher Prize, nice. North Carolina Outstanding Theater Education arts educator, the first recipient of the Stephen Schwartz Musical Theater Teacher of the Year Award, the Cato Lifetime Achievement and Teaching Award, among I'm sure many, many other things. So thank you so much for wow. coming on and agreeing to speak with us today. So you have received many, many awards. And as I was going through some of your information, I have to tell you, I got a little bit teary because what you're doing no, you can't. in helping young people achieve in theater is kind of why our whole thing started as a podcast. Mm -hmm. we, we have seen how much theater has changed the lives of our children that we want to help others. And we're just in our infancy and we're just nobodies. <laughs> so to be able to hook up with someone like you who's really doing it for real is just very inspiring. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. And I did listen to a couple of episodes of your podcast just to kind of see what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and so and you it's still uh, came. really lovely. And so I congratulate you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. So tell us about your beginnings in theater. How did you all you start with everything? Oh, my goodness. Um, when I was a little tadpole, um, actually, um, I was really fortunate. I, I grew up in a rural area in North Carolina. It's called Harmony, North Carolina. It sounds very zen. And, <laughs> does, um, does, yeah. But um, amazingly, in the 70s and in the 80s, I was in high school in the late 80s and everything. Um, I was exposed to a lot as a, like artistically. So even in like elementary and middle school, being able to be in choir and middle school, joining the band, uh, high school, actually um, being in theater. Um, and then um, I was in 4-H, like I said, grew up as a little rural kid. And there was this thing called the North Carolina Performing Arts Troupe where I performed with other kids from all across the state of North Carolina, where we would come together, put to, put a show together um, to perform at um, our 4-H Congress. And then we would tour with the show across the state, and in some cases, um, out of state with that show through the school year. And so I fell in love with theater at a very early age and fell in love with the community and the opportunity of what theater can do and of making friends and expanding your world mm -hmm. um, in ways that I never really expected while I was in high school. And then of course, college and um, moving on to try to work professionally. But I went to college 
on a on an education scholarship and so i had reached this nexus i was living in minneapolis and working towards my equity card where time and opportunity was kind of running out where either my scholarship was about to turn into a pumpkin and become a loan because it was a North Carolina teaching fellows, or um, I was going to um, be a struggling actor while also trying to play, uh, pay back student loans. So I returned to North Carolina and uh, started teaching. And my first five years of teaching, I was performing a lot, teaching and teaching English but also directing the school musicals. Um, and then um, in 2001, I had the opportunity to uh, change schools and I was started teaching theater full time at the Performing Arts High School here in Charlotte uh, called the Northwest School of the Arts. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And I can go from there. So <laughs> I built up the um, really worked hard with a dear friend of mine named uh, Linda Franzese uh, to start building upon a lot of my experience and her experience to uh, shape a musical theater program that um, really took off like a rocket mm -hmm. and have had the good fortune of teaching a number of kids who uh, work professionally doing national tours. Um, one student who is like artistic director of a theater company in, uh, in California. But beyond that also a couple of uh, students who are like nationally known and notable that people would, whose names you would know. So, yeah. Does that make you feel like a proud papa? It does. It really, really does. And, you know, um, last week, uh, Renee Rapp was on Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel Live and like seeing her do all of that and like and it was her birthday and it was all of those things that were just really wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah. Knowing you had a piece of that. We were talking about just a little bit that we do in our local theater, how it how connected we feel to the children and how we proud we are of them, kids that aren't our own kids. And I can't imagine on the scale that you're doing it, what that must feel like yeah. to really see them succeeding. Yeah, we love to watch mm -hmm. the kids succeed. Mm -hmm. Yes. So from that, tell us how you got the idea and why you started the Theater Gap Initiative. And it, tell us about that some. Okay, yes. So in 2020, um, there were a few things that were happening in 2020. Uh, first of all, I was approaching 20 years of being uh, teaching at um, at my high school, and um, I was really starting to feel like it was time for a change. And so the thing that I started looking at was like, is there another school I want to go to? Or what kind of other opportunities am I... Would I be good at or would I be uh, horrible at or what do I want to learn? And then George Floyd happened. So we had COVID and I'm stuck at home and then George Floyd happened. And um, I don't want to brush over like what that was, but there it began this whole national dialogue. And in 
beginning that dialogue, I started having conversations with people about, um, with other friends and colleagues and people that I knew who were working professionally, um, all of those things about what's happening in the arts and how are we looking at diversity and of course inclusion and those kinds of opportunities. And I started looking back at my career over the years as I was teaching and what I found is that I, what I was thinking about is that I taught a lot of truly talented kids. And they were truly talented kids who never worked in the industry or didn't, it didn't happen beyond high school for them. And I know that they had dreams to make it so. So then I started thinking, why are those dreams happening for those students? And quite often where it came from was the whole process of like applying to colleges and doing those things. And I've listened to some of your podcasts in the past, um, from your past podcasts about what that process looks like for students getting into um, college programs. And now if you put another layer on top of that, of perhaps parents who've never been to college, or you have like economic distresses that go with that, or like students who just don't see themselves in the arts in that way, it became um, really incumbent upon me. I felt like it was incumbent upon me to start creating what these opportunities look like for students who have been kind of left behind. Um, you can see what um, our, our logo, I'll stand up. This is our logo. It's actually a Sankofa bird that's been refashioned into the letter G. But um, that African Sankofa bird is uh, symbolic of reaching back for those that we've left behind. And I think about students who have the same dreams, but don't have parents like the drama mamas who are really out there advocating for them. And so we're trying to fill that gap of opportunity for those kids, uh, for kids that um, I think in some ways were in danger of being left behind. Oh, wow. That's I'm a very emotional yeah, today. I know. It's such a very a emotional thing. That is Cute. such an awesome Okay, thing. now the sound is completely gone. I can't <laughs> oh, hear y'all. Oh, he can't hear us. <laughs> oh, no. There. Can, can you hear, hear us? us now? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. yes. So in our effort to fix the snow, he's muting and unmuting. <laughs> it's live theater, oh, right? Anything can happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> live theater, live theater. So, I mean... Oh, goodness. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. We're the play that goes wrong, the podcast we that are. goes wrong today. Um, yeah. Pretty soon the couch is going to fall over. <laughs> yeah. um, we, you know, we see a lot of that. <clears throat> Our kids go to a school for the arts around here, and we see mm -hmm. a lot of that lack of support from, from parents. Because um, we go to a choice school, 
and mm-hmm. there's a lot of diversity in this school and we actually have noticed that there's not as much parental support um for all of the kids that actually attend that school and that was part of like what felt at least for me so important to start this podcast kind of like you're mm-hmm. doing what you know filling in the gap there for kids going into college we're trying to mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. you know parents be able to support their kids through this stuff that maybe they don't understand mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. so difficult you know to yeah. to absolutely to do so mm-hmm. we really admire mm-hmm. what it is that you're doing and and feel very inspired ourselves even mm-hmm. to try and do a little bit more i mean right now it's just a podcast but we're definitely talking about ways that we can do mm-hmm. more like you are um through mm-hmm. your nonprofit mm-hmm. for these kids to help support them and yeah, and, and boost them and yeah and build them up and help parents help support their kids you know mm-hmm. well, and you know it's, it's interesting because parents i've never met a mom or dad who was just disinterested in their kid you know it's it's a matter of like where the time happens with that you know when you've got three kids and both parents are working and the opposite you know like those things that happen with uh with scheduling and um sometimes really talented kids who i would love to have in the spring musical but they have to get a job because maybe it is a single parent household or maybe yeah. it's not a single parent household, but they still need to get a job or else they've got to go home and babysit because mom doesn't get off until seven o'clock. And so coming to those meetings and doing those things that, um, cause doing theater takes a level of commitment, especially um, the way that we ran our program, it took a level of commitment and time that the kids knew about walking in. You know, we would rehearse. Uh, our school hours were 9.15 to 4.15. And we would have rehearsal at 7 in the morning before school and then do rehearsal until 6 after school. And then on Saturdays, we would do like a 9 to 4 rehearsal with an hour lunch break in between and if you could not meet those timing commitments it was hard to stay in and um uh, hang with us in those things so i i get that so with theater gap initiative what we do is we work with students in their gap year it's after they've graduated high school and it, it it gives them more time to be able to devote to the process. And so our school hours, we meet Monday through Friday. And our classes go from 9 to 3, like a regular school day in many ways. Sometimes we're off on Fridays um, and we're off on holidays. But we do all day and... Um, our goal is to do a couple of things. Uh, first of all, we work with student skill sets. We build skill sets and so offer students lessons in acting and not just like acting here, it's acting for the stage, 
acting for the camera, uh, voice and diction, public speaking, um, uh, movement for the actor. We also do like a yoga and relax, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, relaxation. I have a couple of dance teachers that work with uh, that come in and teach advanced and intermediate classes for the students. I have voice teachers that give them at least an hour of private vocal lessons every week. And then we have mental health professionals who come in and <laughs> do like group sessions with them for building confidence, for like handling stress, for doing um, uh, um, conflict resolution. Um, because we are partnered with a community college, they also take a college readiness class of like budgeting and <laughs> all of those things and what to expect when you go to college. So it is seven months of doing that, of like building the skills, also of, um, of, of course, like all of, like so many other uh, theater coaches, we film their pre-screens, we help them through, um, we have uh, counselors that help them uh, fill out their FAFSA forms, um, getting parents to trust what the FAFSA form is, um, and actually put in like how much money they make and how does this work. Um, doing their working with them on their common apps, working with them on when they ask a teacher to write a letter of recommendation, what that letter needs to contain, like what are the buzzwords and the things that the colleges are looking for. And sometimes it's not just like, this kid is great, putting in a narrative to help the, the schools understand who the kids are. That's the key to a great letter of recommendation is the narrative. What is something that you remember about this young person, this young artist that makes them stand out in your mind? There are lots and lots and lots of, they were in the show and they were great, but what is beyond the performer as the human when you're writing letters of recommendation? Those are the keys. Um, so we also take them to the CAP auditions that are in Atlanta and um, we're preparing in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll be going to the Unified Auditions in New York. And so okay. we help to navigate them through of, of applying to the schools, booking the auditions, understanding how to read, because a number of our kids have already started getting um, um, acceptances and how to read what those acceptances are. What is the financial package? Um, what is it that you are not factoring in to these things to, and then maybe being able to go back and negotiate for a slightly better package because, um, as when they come in. So those are the things that we do. And excuse me, I know this is a long thing. Keep going. But we work yeah, with going. students from all <laughs> over the country. So we've got kids who are um, being, so we've working with a uh, an apartment complex so that the students have a seven month, uh, can sign a seven month lease and come to Charlotte and study with us. Nice. So um, I have a hired um, resident assistant who's also our assistant program um, 
our program assistant, uh, who helps uh, get the students to the campus from the apartment complex and like is there as a support with them. That's amazing. I know. It sounds like you've thought of everything. I know. Like, like yes. every everything that it could be a barrier to, you know, for mm -hmm. these kids, you're just removing that. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah this hurdle, we've got it. This hurdle, yeah, we've got that too. Yeah. <laughs> we figured that one out for you. Yeah. So I can tell your heart is gigantic. <laughs> and I think mm -hmm. you probably want to take in every single student who applies. How, tell us about the application process and what you're looking for in a student. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's so funny that today is, and I know that this will go out there into the universe in spite of all of the mistakes that I'm making, um, and hopefully people will be listening to this in a couple of months, but today, today is January the 15th, and it is the day that we've actually opened up um, registration for our new cycle of students to come in for next year. Hey, that, hey. So, <laughs> yes. Celebrate uh, that. Org, you can click the apply here button. <laughs> but um, we also, like, in discussing this and going through the steps, um, I've gotten to know a lot of people along the way who um, are angels helping with a mission. And among those angels is Accepted.com. And so the Accepted platform is the platform that a lot of colleges and universities use um, for the students to upload their pre-screens. Because, you know, you've heard, and uh, I don't want to rehash material that you've already um, covered on the podcast, but like the understanding of hurt. what a pre-screen is, um, a lot of the schools use Accepted as their platform where the kids go in and they can just click, 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 and upload those videos to be seen with the pre-screens. So we use Accepted and the kids would fill out their application. And I asked them, I'm like, film yourself doing something, sing the song, um, do these monologues, um, upload it. And kids are very savvy about uploading. That was, yes, that was one are. of those things through COVID that working from home and uploading your homework and doing all of those things, I think is, has become pretty commonplace, but like making those videos look good and understanding what goes into it when the schools are looking at it. I'm not, I'm not putting the same standards as a college program would in looking at the videos. I'm just trying to look for their talent, look for their passion, see that there is something there with that. So they fill out their applications, upload a video, and um, I've got a small team of folks who, and by small team, I mean like three. I don't mean like, there are eight of us that pour <laughs> over these, uh, but there are three of us who kind of look through. And then we schedule a Zoom with that, uh, with that young person and talk about um, what it is that they are interested in and how it is that we can help them. Because... Um, that's sight unseen and just like, I have no idea what your talent is and I have no idea of what you can do and what you want to do, but come on in, that doesn't work. So 
um, having that opportunity. And sometimes what I do, um, and I know I'm talking to the drama mamas, is that I'll ask the mom to leave the room so that I can just talk <laughs> to the student. The momagers yeah. have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but momagers. We know because we, yeah. we experience that. You know, our kids do a lot of uh, participation in community theater right now. Mm-hmm. And they, a lot of the time, um, they kick us out. They don't let us in. Mm-hmm. So we just, we just wait and we try to be there and be supportive, you know, yeah. when they come out of the room. <laughs> That's actually how we yeah. got so close. Was, like, what are you saying? What did they do? Yeah. <laughs> or texting. What's going on? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> but that's how we got so close is we spent a lot of hours kicked out of rooms waiting on our kids. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Commiserating yeah. together, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. We know awesome. moms can get in the way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. It's, and a, it's, a, it's a hard line to balance, like being supportive, but not being like too overbearing. Mm-hmm. And, Yes. And, you know, and that's the thing is that um, sometimes being there for them to pick them up when they um, when there is a rejection to like help them move on and to process where that comes in is um, is such an important role, you know, um, and it's one that is in the partnership with teachers and parents that is really important and i know that um over the years what um i i let people know all the time there are a lot of no's that will come your way there are a lot of no's and so what you do with that no becomes just as important as what you do with the yes and with um, being able to perform on stage. Um, that no can be an opportunity to go back and to do something a little bit more. Or maybe that no for you, as much as you wanted it, was meant to be a yes for somebody else and their catalyst. Okay, and so we deal with multiple stories. Every child comes with, every young artist comes with a story. And um, you, my individual angel baby, you are the center of your story right now. But I have to um, make a lot more kids. I deal with a lot more protagonists in all of this. And so... You figure out what your hero's journey is through that no afterwards. And your parents are there to support you through that rather than to go back in and become Grendel's mother to (laughs) uh, seek revenge on your no. Okay, now I guess Grendel's mother is not a very good analogy. I apologize because uh, Beowulf killed Grendel and his mother. So uh, I'm not trying to do that. (laughs) 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 Sorry, bad analogy. I'm sorry. You want to wave that English teacher in there. We followed you. We got you. Trying to kill us off. Yes, my English teacher roots came out. Excuse me. It is all good. No problem. Well, and in this 
business, this industry, no is heard so much more mm -hmm. than the yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, we have found as parents, we don't want our kids to get everything because this mm -hmm. is our opportunity to mentor them and guide them through what rejection feels like and how to rebound from mm -hmm. it and how to use that rejection to get better or or whatever mm -hmm. it may take to just turn it around into something. Yeah, and at this yeah. age, they they might actually listen to us still. <laughs> Maybe. Whereas mm -hmm. when they get a little older, they have a little less mm -hmm. of that listening thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's you know? going to be an opportunity to create a new thing. You know, um, one of my, pro um, I, I guess I'm going to brag on another uh, former student, but I have a, a young man named Makai, Makai Lee, and Makai had like this superstardom kind of thing where he went to North Carolina School, University of North Carolina School of the Arts. And his first job out of college was a national tour of the color purple, of that revival of color purple. And then he moved to New York when the tour was done because I think they did a sit down at paper mill. So he was able to get an apartment in New York and start looking for jobs while he was still um, performing like on that last um, stint of the Color Purple tour. And so he got hired in and on that 10 year anniversary production of Rock of Ages. Um, that, and so he was doing Rock of Ages um, and then COVID hit and he was like, Mitchell, what do I do? What do I do? And I went, uh, create something new. And him and a friend created this web series called For the Boys that is now, like, Coleman Domingo is the executive uh, executive producer on it, and they're, like, working through and doing network pitches that he expects within the next seven months they're going to be filming this as a network show with him as like the showrunner and it's amazing of yeah. like what a no opportunity and what a shutdown does of being able to create your own new thing you know um it was the same thing renee when COVID hit i had seven kids working on broadway that were my former students Goodness. and one of them wow. Of course, was Renee Rapp, who was the lead, who was playing Regina George in Mean Girls. And so Broadway shut down and I went, go do television, girl. Like, what, <laughs> what's stopping you now? And now she's on Sex Lives of College Girls. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like, um, where your no opportunities happen can also be where your yes growth can follow so yeah well i love the phrase you said that your no might be a yes opportunity for someone else and i love yes teaching selflessness um, mm -hmm. because theater is about working together and if the right person is not in the right role then you're all going to fail so i love the mm -hmm. thought of okay this may not be the role for me but somebody else has gotten it and so now i'm going to do what i can to support them and make this the best i can Mm -hmm. so it's a hard lesson for kids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And parents. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. And we'd rather them experience that. And I think we kind of touched on that earlier. Let's do it now when they're younger. Let's mm -hmm. get them experience to that no 
so that we are available mm-hmm. to help them, right? Kind of how we said, because if they got everything that they wanted now, goodness gracious, they would end up, you know, going forward and the first no that they got as a young adult, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that, you know, their world would come apart and they wouldn't Crash have those bird. coping skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So we want Precisely. Them, yeah, mm-hmm. we want them to have that while they have the support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I want kids to have those things too. And I also try to help students understand that as you get to be, well, not to be careful of what it is that you wish for, but to understand all of the things that come with those wishes um, that happen in the world. Like um, you say, I want to be a star. Well, being a star also means that there are a lot of people around you who are going to be dependent upon your work and your talent and your doing things to pay for their houses and their children. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's <laughs> so, a lot of pressure. pressure. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. but they don't realize that. All they want yeah. is, oh, I just want to be a star, but mm-hmm. they don't realize all of the things that you lose, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether it be um, privacy, whether it be scheduling, mm-hmm. whether it be not being able to, you know, I'm sure all of our kids at one point were like, oh, we want to be child stars. Okay, great. But guess what you're mm-hmm. going to miss out on? All of that social stuff you get, all of that high school experience, the prom, I mm-hmm. mean, all of that goes because you mm-hmm. start a real adult, you know, job, career, yeah, you know? Exactly. So, Exactly. And where the pullback and the privacy that comes with that and like that can be the backlash of like, this is too much. I want to pull back. But you belong to us. Mm -hmm. You belong to us. And like you giving yourself to the world comes with some other sacrifices that happened with it. And I don't know, I suddenly, I know that usually your conversations feel a lot more jovial than what I'm doing. I don't mean to break down. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good, it's, it's good stuff, you know? No, yeah. so. You know, I hesitate to say this, but I think you need your own podcast because you're amazing. Like yeah. what you have to share with the world. <laughs> I don't want the competition, but yeah, yeah. you know. Just hang out with us. We you can know, slightly more, more than we do. <laughs> you know, a little bit. We don't have bit. any Bradway, sta- Bradway stars in our pockets yet. No, 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 definitely not. But maybe someday. Maybe. Yeah, Who maybe knows? Someday. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so quick question. So you mentioned the seven month is how long they have the apartment for. So is the program designed for the students to enter, have their seven month, and then hopefully at the end of that seven month, they'll be able and they'll be prepared to go ahead and launch into the college setting? Is that what we're looking for? Is that the goal? Yes, yes it is. That's the intent. And so there are, because we're gap year, and, you know, so they finish high school, they finished in June, and then we start up, um, we have a partnership um, with uh, Central Piedmont Community College here in Charlotte, which is a very large community college that has multiple um campuses so we're not on the main campus that's like downtown charlotte we're on one of the smaller campuses that's in the suburbs that still has a 125 seat theater 
in it, as well as two dance studios. And so we, because like community use, a lot of times um, theater companies or someone rent or the Charlotte Film Society, they'll rent the theater in the evenings. But we use it during the day. We use it during the school day. And we try to stop 2.30, 3 o'clock so that our students can still get part-time jobs and still work um, in that way. So we start at the beginning of August and we go through the beginning of March, which is when acceptances really kick in. And so we walk them through what would be the audition process were they a senior in high school, but it's happening without the pressures of like passing their midterms and their finals and all of those things that um, are added into the stress of being a high school senior. Okay. That makes sense. So um, is there a, like a scholarship opportunity for kids to attend your program or how does the tuition work? Yes. So on the website, it, it says that the tuition is $6,300. And um, I can say that that is still a bargain yes. no, because um, I know what a lot of college mm-hmm. audition coaches charge. Yes. 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 <laughs> so do we. Yes. I know what they charge. And then even with that, um, this, there is an opportunity for scholarships, um, off of that $6,300. And, um, what that tuition covers are, um, the three courses that they take through Central Piedmont, uh, through the community college. We cover the cost of the travel for them to go to Atlanta, to go to Greensboro, to the North Carolina Theater Conference College Day, to go to New York for Unified. It covers um, all of the teaching artists because we have 14 teaching artists that come in and work with the work with the students as the voice teachers, the dance teachers, the acting teachers. Um, oh, I forgot to mention we also do um, music theory. And um, it's really kind of wild because last week, one of our kids, Tommy, auditioned mm-hmm. for Boston Conservatory. And um, he said in the interview, the first thing they had to do was like they had like this small music theory test. And he was like, thank God for Quentin. Because <laughs> if I walked in on my own, <laughs> that would not have happened. But that comes from all those years of teaching high school of like sending kids to college and year over year, I would do this kind of homecoming college panel at um, students at um, Christmas. It'd be like the last day before we broke for Christmas break. So most all the kids who were in college were home already they had an opportunity to come back and reconnect with a lot of their classmates, friends that they had done classes with, but they would come to my musical theater three and four, that was the juniors and seniors, um, and talk about the college process and talk about what it's like for them. And it wouldn't just be freshmen. I would do um, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. Every once in a while, if I had a kid who was in grad school, I would bring one of them in as well. 
because so many times, and what I find with what uh, in the conversations that you've had, especially with college coaches and things like that, is that people feel like they are walking a path by themselves. And if you are having to walk through the woods by yourself without seeing where you're going, you're stumbling over roots and running into tree branches and feeling like you're failing all along the way. But if you've seen someone who has gone before you, who can kind of light a path for you, and it may not be, you know, you may step off the path, but there's still shadows and things that are symbolically there. So I had a lot of kids who went to school to major in theater because they had examples in front of them. And I was very intentional to make sure it wasn't all white kids, it wasn't all musical theater kids, it wasn't all black kids, it wasn't all straight acting. I would try to do a variety of kids so that my students could see themselves in somebody else and it was not singular. And I think that's what's important for parents is that your network and helping to support is like making it a way for parents and other moms to see themselves in or see what could be a lighted path for them in some of the other guests that they have um, and the projects that they do in supporting their kids. Yeah, they can see themselves. One of the things, too, I just kind of thought of this is, you know, when we've had our other guests on and we talked about college and the experience and how stressful it can be and you know, you start your junior year prepping everything and then, you you know, it goes mm-hmm. by so quick. And you're right. They do have the distraction of, you know, everything that's going on. They have to keep their academics up. They have to, you know, there's, I'm sure, shows going on that they're also involved mm-hmm. in at the school. So they're trying to keep all the activities up. And, you know, we've talked about how this can happen with kids is that they can initially just kind of get burnt out a little bit, right? So they're mm-hmm. going through this process. They're they're putting all of their time and energy in it. It's so stressful. Um, everyone around them knows that they're applying for these schools. So, you know, of course, they're getting asked about it all the time. You know, I can just imagine mm-hmm. what these kids and parents are going through. Yeah. Plus, you have the financial. Mm-hmm. So then they go through all of this. That let's say they do get into a school and they go through musical theater. And at the end of their freshman, you know, year, they're like, oh, man, maybe this wasn't for me. Maybe I am a little mm-hmm. burnt out, you know? And I think maybe another thing that your program offers is just that little pause, just a little pause mm-hmm. to make sure that, hey, this is something that mm-hmm. I really want to invest my time, my money, my future into. Let me get more mm-hmm. of a, you know, you're just not, th- this is not a summer intensive that you're doing here, right? You're doing mm-hmm. a whole year of where you're getting college credits because you're going to a community college. So your your education is not stopping on the other piece. So you're still getting things mm-hmm. that you can put towards your college. And you're getting exposed to some things that maybe you didn't get exposed to at your high school mm-hmm. level. And it's either going to reaffirm um, what your dreams are. And yes, this is really what I want to do. And you're going to get them set off straight and get them mm-hmm. on the right path with all of the support. Or, you know, I mean, I don't know if this ever happens, but if you have kids that do it and they're like, you know what, I kind of realized maybe I want to be a teacher or maybe I want to, you know, try something else. So it's just a really, I think it's a great platform for kids to just kind of breathe and say, Mm -hmm. okay, 
yes, this is what I want to do. And we're going steam, steam ahead and you're going to get me there and it's going to be great. And it's not going to be filled mm-hmm. with all of this stress of, of everything else I got going on. I don't know. That just kind of popped in my we brain needed. that another we're needed. Yep. Well, you know, you know, okay. There is a thing, um, when, uh, Again, I, I refer to the high school where I taught, but it was I taught there for 20 years, so it's a lot of my narrative. But we had a sister school that was that's in um, that's in Denmark, and so we've gone like year over year. Sometimes we'll take kids over and do like um, a Danish experience for a week or so, and those kids would come to. Charlotte and they would do that, you know, they would have an experience there. But like in Denmark, they have like high school and then they kind of, um, which was what our sister school was, like this intermediate school that was for two years and then there was university. And so the kids that would go into that, that were like the 18, 19 year old, um, it was a part of the concept behind that was the maturation and the ability to grow up just a little bit before they entered university. And I think that there is something to be said for taking a gap year and the level of maturity that happens in that time period. Um, this is only our second confrere with them. Confrere means with my brother. That's very intentional of like uh, having students that are working around each other that see themselves uh, as siblings or as um, as co-artists and not as competition. You know, and that's, that's another part of that's another aspect of that of like um trying to psych each other out because you feel like the pie just isn't big enough for all of us it is it is you can work through all of this and you can be together and be together convivially and congenially in a way that you don't you're not tearing each other apart or leaving each other behind um, in the process. So, yes, maturing and we're not, um, we're not a performing arts, um, company. So we're not all, they're not all competing to try to be the lead in a musical because that's not the goal with this. The goal is to help get you to the next level. And as you said, um, changing your mind, I look at a BFA in acting as a gateway drug, if you will, (laughs) because a lot of people work in the industry, have a degree in acting or in theater in some ways, and it became the catalyst for them to do something else. So that degree is your gateway to where your career path is. It doesn't mean that you go and you get your degree in acting and that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And if you're not on Broadway or you're not in film and television, then you are a failure. That is not what it is. It is the first step in where you find your happy place in your life, working professionally and working with other people. 
You are Fantastic. speaking my love language. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. You are just embracing, are you, we embrace everything you're saying, that we're a community and we're here for each other and we're working together and we want every child mm -hmm. to have the opportunities. And I'm, thank you, thank you. The world needs more of you. Totally. Yes. How yes. can we... And, <laughs> We do. There's just too much hate out there. And I, I love everything mm -hmm. you're saying. Well, and that's like my favorite thing about theater in general mm -hmm. yes. and, and the arts is like, it's such and a culture. It's such a, a, a tight community. Mm -hmm. You know, I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in the arts, but like, I feel like everybody's your family mm -hmm. and it's just so mm -hmm. great. And I love that the most about theater in general. But, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So how can we, and how can the community support you? Because like, Every child needs to have you in yeah. their life. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. How can we help you? <laughs> well, you know, like for one thing, having the opportunity to be with you on the podcast and to be able to talk about what we do and what our intent is, that is, you know, the amplification is always, always, always needed. And um, the second part, of course, is for all of your listeners out there, you can go to theatergap.org and there is a big old donate button that's at the top of the yeah. page. Yes. Because, yes. you know, like, honestly, um, I don't charge enough money. So um, in <laughs> yeah. making this a nonprofit, um, what my um, my friend said that also was in the nonprofit world is he was like, Every day you need to get used to asking people for money to help support your mission. I'm like, okay. Um, and that's a hard thing to do because, like, I'm an artist, and just because I do it, people will want to. But, no, you have to ask for the things that you want and that you need. And so, you know, of course, um, supporting through your dollars is very helpful. Um, but then the other thing is... The mission doesn't work if we don't have students. So if you know a kid that you're like, ooh, I think they have something. They might need a little extra help. Drop me an email. Mm -hmm. um, there's yeah, a contact us sure. button. And I'll reach out to that kid and I'll schedule them. I'm like, hey, what are you thinking about? Check us out. Um, you know, like, Give me a call. Let's Zoom. Let's talk about this. And let's talk about what your aspirations are and what it is that you see for yourself that maybe other people just don't always identify about you. And it is anywhere in the country. As I said, we'll bring you to Charlotte. We'll, you know, you'll have a place to live and you'll be able to like make some of those things manifest. So there is that Re uh, referrals, amplification, donations. Those are the three biggest things that we always need. Yeah, uh, I think we can handle that. We yeah, can. our our oh, small part, we will do it. We, I, do it. we were at the um, Florida State Junior Thespian Festival this past weekend, so our kids. Oh, and in, in, in Georgia, yes. But no, ours no. was it. This was Orlando, so this is Florida. Oh, in Orlando, uh, yeah. gotcha. But there was a different one in Georgia, but. Um, I went to the closing ceremony last night and I, there were so many talented kids and I, my mind kept going like, how do we help these kids yes. succeed? How do we help them keep going? Because I know mm -hmm. not all of them have the benefit of having moms like this that are super involved. I mean, you know, maybe too involved mm -hmm. sometimes, but, um, 
I love what you're saying that we can, I know these kids are too young for college at this point, but we do know some kids that could benefit that we can contact you mm -hmm. and just say, here, here, we see something in this kid that I think you might connect with mm -hmm. and we will absolutely do that. And, yes. um, encourage everyone out there listening to donate yeah, do and put in your application oh, and just you. support you yeah. because that's fantastic. And we've seen, <laughs> um, you know, hands-on with with Tommy right yeah we can talk about him yeah right? like, yeah yeah Tommy. so we've seen how that has just affected his life um mm -hmm. and how I mean he's just getting ready to just catapult you know oh, and, yeah. and we're, we're gonna say we knew him when right <laughs> um <laughs> and, you know he's just so talented and he is out there he is busting his butt doing everything mm -hmm. he can and making contacts and he's everywhere you know you turn and, and that boy is not idle um, and so we've seen how your program firsthand is affecting somebody's life so positively. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah, yeah, it's a great thing. And it is, it is really quite incredible making, okay. The other reason for having a confrere is it is amazing how the people that you meet in these early days um, become your advocates and become your collaborators and become the people that you can meet way down the road. You know, um, a lot of people go to my website and they look at, um, especially my board of directors page and they see who's on my advisory board. And it's like names that you've seen, like, um, last year, um, uh, well, Coleman Domingo was on there and Billy Porter is on there and, um, Lilius White and so, some of these, but like, I met Billy Porter in 1997. And so like way years down the road, it's like, it's not like just the Oscars moment. And then he didn't, he didn't, that's when he finally started to exist. He's an old friend and someone that like on a more personal level, that we've had conversations about like coming out and relationships with family and relationships with a mother, especially and things like that, that now when the kids are like, how did you get him? It's like, I got him 25 years ago. And if there are ways of like looking at your life and what you do and what you put out into the universe that can reap benefits down the road again and again and again. And so this kid who's out there hustling and doing and making positive impacts with people, that will pay back in dividends when many years down the road that will surprise him in so many different ways. Hmm. That's yes. amazing. Yes. Well, oh, it's so true, right? What you give out <laughs> in the world is definitely what you you know, are targeted to get back. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, we want to honor your time because I know you're an incredibly busy man. But <laughs> oh, yes, you are. I cannot <laughs> tell you how honored I am that you would take your time yes. to talk with us. And you are a beautiful human. <laughs> and yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And it's inspiring. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. just like so inspiring. My heart yeah. is so happy right now. We wish we could talk like all day with you because yes. we, oh, we would. Oh, so we kind. Don't nobody want to hear that. <laughs> 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 we all day long. 
<laughs> and so um, it has been a real pleasure, and I truly appreciate the invitation. I love this conversation. I know I talk a lot and I talk fast, but it feels yeah, like you know, know when you've got something to say and you've got a mission, you just want to like spit it all yeah. out. Yeah, but, that's what yes. we wanted. Shout we wanted to hear, and we yeah. wanted. Yeah, people don't want to hear us talk. No, they hear we have nothing talk. to say. Yeah, <laughs> we know nothing about this. About nope. this situation at all. I guess we have on teaches us a little bit yes, more. Yes, absolutely. And we're so thankful for yes. that. So thank you so, so, so thank much. You. Thank well, you. Well, y'all have a great afternoon. And um, I thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> He's got more mamas than he ever wanted. So we're getting the snow again, so I guess I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs>